You know, I've got to tell you, Christmas Eve is one of my favorite moments of the year. In fact, I look back at my life and some of the best memories happen on Christmas Eve in this sanctuary here at Bel Air Church. I first started attending here back in college, and I remember even back then, as a young believer, a follower of Jesus, that there was this magical moment where we would gather together with people that I knew and people that I didn't know, and we would sing Silent Night, and the room would grow in the glow of the candlelight as it spread from one person to another. You know, even as I got older and about seven years ago became the senior pastor here at Bel Air Church, what an honor it was to lead my first Christmas Eve candlelight service alongside our phenomenal pastoral team. And as my son at the time, who was just two years old, came to that first candlelight service on Christmas Eve, just the joy on his face that he got to hold a live candle with an actual flame. We actually let him do it because it's Christmas Eve and that's what we do. And though tonight might, you know, might feel different, of course, we're not filling up this sanctuary, even though maybe you don't have to worry about your kids dropping the the candle into the offering, you know, stack of papers and catching the pews on fire. We're home, it's different, it's a different feel, of course, but there's gonna be something tonight that, that won't change. Though some of the memories of tonight will be different, the meaning is the same. In fact, as we sing Silent Night, as we light candles in our own homes, it's this great reminder that those those two things, the song and the light, actually point to a true song and a true light. And in fact, this night isn't about silent night and it's not about candles. It's about the true song of Jesus coming into the world and the true light of Jesus coming into the world. Now, if you've been with us in the month of December, we're going through a sermon series, which we will continue and conclude tomorrow on Christmas day where we are exploring these famous Christmas carols, these songs that we know that we hear on the radio, that we play off of Alexa or off of our phones, these songs that, that maybe have become familiar in melody, but unfamiliar in meaning. And as we've gone through in this season, look at the history and meaning of these phenomenal hymns and carols. We've been reminded of you know, the reason of this season. Well, tonight we get to a very important song that in fact, actually has its origins 202 years ago to the day. In fact, it was Christmas Eve in Austria, and there was a young Catholic priest who was presiding over uh, St. Nicholas Church. And as he's preparing for the Christmas Eve service, like we have prepared for tonight, he discovers something. He discovers that the organ the organ, it's, such, it's a huge part of the Christmas Eve services, has been destroyed. Mice have gotten in and destroyed what is one of the most memorable parts of the Christmas Eve services. And so now this young priest has this, this, this choice to make. And the choice that he had to make 202 years ago is the same choice that we get to make right now. In fact, that moment is a lot like this year, we've experienced unexpected loss. There's been devastation, lives and jobs and other things have been, been destroyed. And we can either let fear or the familiar paralyze us. 
You know, we can become fearful that which we are used to is now no longer there and we don't know how to move forward in relationships or work or even in our faith. Or it can actually be the familiar that paralyzes us, waiting for things to go back to how they were. And so that young priest was faced with that decision in that moment. What do I do? I don't have the organ. And he was reminded that the the organ of Christmas Eve wasn't the meaning of Christmas Eve. And he did something that had never been done before. In fact, he had written a poem a couple years prior to that. And he reached out to a friend and asked his friend to put a melody to that poem. And that night, 202 years ago, on Christmas Eve in Austria at St. Nicholas Church, two individuals sung a song for the first time. Silent night. Holy night, all is calm and all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. Silent night, holy night, shepherds quake at the sight. Glory stream from heaven afar. Heavenly hosts sing Alleluia. Christ, the Savior is born. Christ, the Savior is born. Silent night, holy night. Son of God, O oh, love's pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord at thy birth. Jesus, Lord at thy birth. Jesus, Lord at thy birth. And we have spent the last 202 years singing that song, Silent Night. I mean, I can't even imagine what Christmas Eve would be like without Silent Night, but there was like 1,800 Christmas Eves before that where Silent Night wasn't part of it. And what a great reminder that the organ of Christmas Eve wasn't the meaning of Christmas Eve. And so what that Joseph, the young priest did in Austria in 1818 is he simply created something new to point to the real meaning. He created a new song to point to the true song that is Jesus Christ, Lord at thy birth. I mean, I think about that song it has so much meaning to me, so much more even than just Christmas Eve. In fact, that song, Silent Night, is the song that I have memories of when I was a child that my mom would sing every night rocking me to sleep. I can't imagine this world. I can't imagine my mom. I can't imagine love without that beautiful song. And that song came out of loss. Imagine, had the mice not destroyed that organ in 1818, we wouldn't have Silent Night as we know it. And so here you are in 2020, wrapping up this year in Christmas Eve. Perhaps you've experienced loss. Don't allow fear or familiar paralyze you. Allow God to 
to allow something to emerge from your life. Perhaps it will have ramifications, not just in your life, but radiate beyond you and your family and friends and coworkers. Perhaps there's a loss that God wants to do something out of. Imagine what the world would have been like on the Christmas Eve of 1940 in the middle of World War I had Silent Night not existed. Some of you have heard of this story. This famous story, it lives as one of the greatest moments, perhaps, where peace shone into and disrupted massive violence. World War I, it was the largest act of war that humanity had ever seen. And on Christmas Eve, an officer in the German army, who was also a tenor in the opera in Germany, stepped forward on Christmas Eve on that cold night and began to sing Silent Night, first in German and then in English. And the cold of that night enabled the sound of that melody to reverberate across the battlefield. And that common song, that common belief, not in just the song, but what that song pointed to in Jesus Christ, caused the British, caused the Germans to lay down their rifles, to join in the scene, to actually step up out of the trenches, their positions that they had been so protecting. And they walked out into no man's land, embracing one another, formerly enemies for the moment, realizing that they are just the same on either side of the rifle, singing silent night, holy night. On this night, we need peace now more than ever. And it's not the psalm, but it's what the song points to that reminds us that we have a great prince of peace that has been born, a prince of peace that has come, a prince of peace who longs for us to be ambassadors for him, that we would be able to go out as a part of his ambassadorship for the kingdom of God to, to preach a ministry of reconciliation, that we would look for opportunities to, to get up out of our own trenches the things that we've been holding so tightly to and, and coming to this place where no one existed before to embrace the other, that we would find in that place a holiness that comes not just from a psalm, but that which that song points to, the true song that reverberates across eternity. Jesus the Christ has been born today. But that song which points to the true song is paired with a light that points to the true light. You see, if that song came out of a loss, you could say that this, this light comes out of a spark. And every time I, with a match or a, a lighter, a barbecue, hit that ignition, strike the steel against the flint, whatever it might be. You can't see it sometimes, but there is a spark that causes nothing to turn into light. 
And I'm reminded how on this day, we have this opportunity as we light the own lights in our homes to realize that this light points to the true light. That in fact, in scripture, it says this. In 1 John 1, 5, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. This light points to the true light that is God that has always existed. A light that didn't come into existence. It has always existed. Unlike this light, which can go off and on and on and off. God is the light that never is extinguished. And the remarkable thing is that we see in, in the book of Genesis. Genesis 1, one of the first things the true light does is that light says, let there be light. And the power of that light, the divine light, the cosmic light, the light that is the, the life of all things created the first thing that every time it is lit, should and could and does point back to its source. I love how also in scripture in John 9, 5, it says from the mouth of Jesus, he says this, as long as I am in the world, I, Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. In John 8, 12, it says this again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but we'll have the light of light. What a miraculous and marvelous thing that these light moments point to multiple things that we have a God that exists who is light and in him is life. That we celebrate on Christmas that that light comes into the world as the light of the world. And as we follow Jesus, we too become lights. It's part of the light of the world that, that radiates in the darkness, that we actually have an opportunity to harness that light into our lives and allow that to, to radiate and emanate through us. Would this remind you that every light comes from a spark? Remember Jesus says in Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world, friends. On this Christmas Eve and every day when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, you are the light of the world. He goes on to say that a city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one after lighting a lamp puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lamps and, and it gives light to all that are in the house. So in the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven. In this service, as we have historically sung Silent Night and as we have historically lit a candle and passed it throughout a room, throughout a sanctuary amongst one another. What a great reminder as we lose the ability this year to do that physically together. It's a reminder like it was in 1818 that the organ of Christmas Eve wasn't the meaning of Christmas Eve. And even silent night of Christmas Eve isn't the meaning of Christmas Eve. Candles of Christmas Eve aren't the meaning of Christmas Eve. But that song and this light point to the true song, the true light, Jesus Christ, who has come into the world, the greatest gift to humanity that wants to continually be given to you and through you.
to those in your life. Perhaps sometimes it takes losing things for us to be reminded of the great giver of those things. Perhaps new things will will come into our life that will reorient us back to God, back to Jesus, back to the point of this life, back to the point of relationships, back to the point of what it means for us to be the church, the body of Christ, a light of the world, a city on a hill. So church family, as we end this year and step into the next, even as these lights go out, may the love and the light of Jesus shine brightly without extinguishing in your life.